0: slept in. Hey, we're not judging. Sometimes you just need to get those Zs.
1: And if you do need to snooze, we'd much rather you did that at home in a comfortable bed than in our pews. You can always catch up with the sermon later right here on the Sunday morning
0: sleep in podcast. Now you'll miss out on some cool things like intergenerational community and the support and encouragement that that brings. You're gonna miss out on the children's time and and the kids making faces or um, distracting the person giving it. But, and we won't be able to give you any cookies, but we will give you what we can.
1: I'm Chris Marshall.
0: And I'm Susan Foster.
1: And we are United Methodist Pastors in Reno, Nevada. We're not theological experts or homiletical harbingers of a brand new age. We're your average pastors helping our congregations think through life's big questions every week. We started this podcast so that if you're
0: away from home or maybe working, maybe you've moved out of the area, or maybe you're, you know, coaching your kid's soccer team, or maybe you're just sleeping in, you can keep up with
1: some of the ideas floating around the church. Each episode is a conversational version of a sermon we gave on Sunday. So whatever day it is when you're listening to this, we just ask that you would keep an open mind and
0: an open heart. A quick note. We really are serious about this open mind thing. We don't expect that you will completely agree with everything we say. In fact, we hope that you question and disagree and figure out what you think. But all through all of that, our sincere hope is that you will experience the mysterious loving force we know as God moving in your life as you consider this. So
1: we are up to June 17th. Happy Father's Day, everyone. Happy Father's Day. It's August 17th. No, it's August 13th, 13th. today. Say, hey, we're catching up. We're catching up. Uh, June 17th. And the scripture for June 17th was Mark 4 26 to 34, uh, which is Jesus talking about parables and such. Parables are always fun to dig into because parables are, it's a way of laying one story alongside another story and sort of seeing what bounces off of each of them.
0: Well, and it's a way to like to explore sort of our preconceived notions and then. Take the twist.
1: Absolutely. So we're also in the middle of a series called First Street Gospel, which is based on a book called Main Street Gospel, sort of very loosely based on a book called Main Street Gospel. But our church is on First Street. We're in the middle of our 150th year of doing ministry in Reno. And so we've been sort of saying, well, what what do you see around town mm-hmm. that can help you engage with ideas about faith and God and life and all of that just in your everyday life? Right. And so today... It was the stadium. Ooh. Ooh. And so in Reno, we have Great Nevada, Greater Nevada, Nevada Field. Field. Greater Nevada Field, where the Reno Aces play, where the Reno 1868 FC plays. We also have UNR, mm-hmm. University of Nevada, Reno, where Colin Kaepernick got his start as a quarterback on the mm-hmm. football team. Uh, we have a good football team. We've got great basketball teams, good baseball teams. Um, lots of great sports in Reno.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: For a long time, Nevada didn't have a, a major league sports team. Yeah. Now we have two, one and a half.
0: One and a half. Raiders
1: the Golden aren't Knights. Yet. We have Golden, Golden Knights, are a hockey team that made it all, they made it the Stanley Cup. Yeah. They didn't win the Stanley Cup. Their first year incorporated, which I gotta admit grosses me out a little bit because my San Jose Sharks are still struggling and they incorporated in 91. Uh, but uh, we're also getting the Raiders. Is that true? That is true. Yeah, so... And there's
0: some conversation that the Raiders summer camp will be in Reno. Oh, gross. Okay,
1: well... Just saying. Fantastic. Anyway.
0: As you can tell, we're really excited about this. We're real excited. Especially that we're spending state money.
1: Ugh, gross. Like, can we have some medical clinics, please? Anyway, this day, June 17th, was the day after my very first American soccer game. Oh. Now, I had been to soccer in Spain when I lived there, Mm -hmm. and it was... An experience. It was I can imagine thousands that. of people packed out arena, everybody screaming and shouting and singing the chants. Um, just a blast. Right. I Came home with a scarf. I Was very proud of myself. <laughs> pinned it up on my wall in college. Uh, it was. It was a good time. But I hadn't been to a game in the United States. And I always had friends who were like really into soccer and yeah. the World Cup. And I never really paid that much attention to it. Yeah. So Janelle, if you're listening, thanks for trying. <laughs> you tried, Janelle. You I- tried. Now I'm I'm dating a guy who's really into soccer. Yeah. He calls it football because he's a pretentious Brit, but he, uh, he really loves soccer. And England went pretty far in the World Cup, and so we've been watching the games, which sometimes means getting up at four o'clock in the morning Craziness. to watch the games. But in case you're ever wondering if I'm a good sport, you getting are. up at four o'clock in the morning to go to Ben's house to watch the game you makes are. me a good sport.
0: It makes you a good sport.
1: But you took me to the 1868 game, the, the football club here in town. And it was, I don't know, I don't know how to say this. Games are 90 minutes, uh-huh. so two forty-five minute halves. And the first exciting thing happened in minute 35. <laughs> <laughs> and the exciting thing was a corner kick, which resulted in nothing. <laughs> so we're watching a game and we're watching a whole lot of nothing happening. Just a whole lot of nothing. And uh the football club, 1868, was saying, we've been undefeated for 17 games. And I said, yeah, but how many wins is that? Because most of the games end in a draw.
0: Oh, really? Then they don't, they, they don't, don't keep shooting out or anything?
1: No, that's just in, like, finals and stuff. Huh. So, you know, it ends in a draw. And, you know, so the score's 1-1 at the end of 90 minutes of play. And everybody leaves with kind of a meh
0: <laughs> feeling. <laughs> feeling, yeah.
1: It was, you know, an exciting game. Clearly, these guys are working really hard, but not a lot of score. And the whole crowd was just kind of like, "Yeah, okay, we're enjoying the sunshine." You know, there wasn't even that. It was just. (laughs) (laughs) And I think the reason why this was so confusing for me is because I'm used to going to games where there is a clear winner, right, and a clear loser, right. I like the certainty of that.
0: Yeah, and and also like I think of instances where I've been and there's been like fanatic energy, frenetic. Mm -hmm fanatic energy Mm and it doesn't sound like perhaps the the 1868
1: has a really great i forget what they call themselves the booster club or whatever yeah like there there's like a section of seats where everybody screams and shouts and sings the whole time and there are drums and it's a salsa beat doesn't matter what the cheer is it's always a salsa beat (laughs) and ben and i leave with the salsa beat stuck in our head but and then there's just like empty seats and then like four or five people and then empty seats and four or five people So there's like one section that's really rowdy and and we're close enough to that section that we can like see the sweet beating on the the sweat beating on their forehead, but we're not part of that section. So we don't have any pressure to cheer ourselves, which is fine. 1868, it was a draw and I think we're used to winners and losers. And so when there's not clear winners or losers, when things don't happen the way that we expect them to happen.
0: Or the way we've gotten used to them to happening, yeah. Or the like way they have gotten,
1: and I think that we're even okay with losing sometimes, right? Oh, like, yeah. I mean, there's a reason why the Cubs have hardcore fans, right? And it's because there's this this hope, this unrequited love, right, for the Cubs uh, that they're just waiting for them to win the World Series for so so long, and then they won, right? And they didn't know what to do with themselves anymore. Right. What do you do now? What do you? Yeah. What? <sighs> it's almost boring to go to games because it's like, well, they're probably winners now. <sighs> so we come to these stories in the gospel, and the stories are about God not operating in the way that we would like God to operate. Right. In the way that it makes sense for us that God would operate. And so God speaks, when Jesus speaks, he speaks in these parables. He speaks in a way that we can understand, that we can relate to. Mm-hmm. But also in a way that we know we're not going to fully understand. Exactly. Which is why parables change and change and change for us over time. The same parable might mean something very different for me a year ago, two years ago, five years ago, right. than well, it means for me now.
0: And it's one of the ways that we're able... that. The God is able to continue speaking to us through these texts because we cannot, you cannot take it all in.
1: Yeah, right. And but the part of me that understands winners and losers, mm-hmm. getting it and not getting it, yep, gets frustrated by parables. Oh yeah, because I want to know it. I mm-hmm. want to understand it, and I know that I will only ever know in part. And then next year I might. Get something else, but I have to work for it, and, and, and I you don't might, like And it thinking, might not
0: relate to the way you thought it was before. Like it's not like we're you're slowly building a castle, right? Like yeah, it's by something. Piece, it's you're, just you're, you're.
1: It's all over the place. It's all over the place. And so, so it's frustrating for me. So, like, why would I keep working on this parable if I know it's just going to keep changing and changing and changing? <laughs> like, if, if I know there's no end goal, if right. there's no, and I have arrived and now I understand right. it, why would I keep working? Why would I keep working to understand something that I know I will never fully understand? And here's why I think that is. Okay. I think we need to build it slowly, even if it's not turning into a castle. Right. I think we need to build it slowly. And I think it's worse to fall into a kind of complacency where we're not learning anything. To mm-hmm. be frozen where we are
0: mm-hmm. instead
1: of allowing God to keep speaking. Right. Uh, if I think about if our, if our society in general had stopped learning... Right. In the 1940s.
0: Right. What a
1: different place this would be. Right.
0: Well, I just. just, If I
1: had stopped learning when I was 25. Right. What a different person I would be. Right. And so I think that we have to, even though it's painfully slow and super annoying and there's no end goal and we're not going to leave winners and we're going to leave with that kind of meh feeling of, oh, I learned something new and maybe it's something that's challenging. But also I know that next month. (laughs) There's going to be another one. There's going to be another one. And that's super frustrating. I think that. When we see the stadium, when we expect the winners and losers, one of the things that we can thinking of we can be thinking about is how God works in both. Right. God works in both of those situations and it's not always a dichotomy.
0: Well, and, and, and even even the example you're giving isn't a dichotomy. There's a winner, there's a lose, and there's a draw. Win, lose, and draw, yeah. Right. Like there's 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 variation within that.
1: One of my one of my least favorite things to hear people say is God answers questions three ways yes, yes no, no, and maybe. wait. Oh, yeah. Yes, no, and wait. And I'm like, no. God answers lots of ways.
0: <laughs> right. More than three
1: ways. There's way more than three ways. And if, it, if I just think it's yes, no, and wait, then I think God is stupid. Right. Right? Because God has more than one way to answer
0: Because God, God, God can often say, you're looking at the question wrong. You're looking at you're, the question wrong. You're asking wrong. the wrong question.
1: Or there's a substitution. Or, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, there's other things going on besides yes, no, and wait. And when we limit God to those kinds of answers, we're missing out on the, the, the pattern as tired as this cliche is the journey that we're mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. where we're sort of collecting pieces along the way. I started playing Harry Potter Lego on Wii. Oh yeah. And there's this thing where, you know, you find a, you know, you shoot at, you shoot a spell at a flower vase and flowers come out. And then this thing pops up on the screen. It says one of 12. And so now you realize that there's 12 flower vases that you've got to find. Right. And I never found all 12. Right. (laughs) So, well, and And it's like over and over again, like, oh, one of six, one of three. And so you're just picking up these pieces as you go. And, you know, maybe eventually down the line, when you get into free play, you'll be able to find everything. Right. But the first time you go through, you can't.
0: Well, and, and and life is a lot, the answers that God has given me in my life are a lot more like that. Like, here's the answer for now. Mm -hmm. And then you...
1: You're going to pick up some more pieces along the way. There's more
0: pieces. There's... And eventually you're going to have
1: six pieces of ten on one one question and four pieces of seven on another and they will eventually make sense. Yeah. But for now you just gotta hold these pieces. Yeah. And that's sort of how I feel about, you know, what I'm what I'm learning about my faith and my life and my growth process and all of that. The parable that Jesus tells is frustrating. He tells a story about the kingdom of God is like seed that is thrown into a field by a man <sighs> yeah. who then goes into a barn and takes a nap. Right. And while the guy is sleeping, the kingdom of God grows up.
0: Mm.
1: And that's not how we know that things work. We right. can work towards things, right? There's right. a next step and a next process and a next step. And here's here's all the checklists that mm-hmm. I can I can cross off so that I can get to where I needed to yeah. go to the harvest. And what Jesus is saying is sometimes you need to wait. Right. Not that God is saying yes, no, or wait. Sometimes you need sometimes, to wait because God it's... is working on something that well, needs to happen.
0: And it, it reminds—I mean—it's that reminder too that we're not the only thing in this puzzle. Uh huh. Like I think sometimes we very naturally place ourselves so much at the center of the of, of everything because uh-huh. that's our perspective. Yeah. That we think, oh, God just is making torturing me. Yeah. Right. And no, no, God's making. There's, there's, God's looking at all the pieces. Yeah. Sometimes we are ahead of things. Sometimes we're the thing that God's waiting on. Yeah. Right. And all those pieces going together, like, you know, we might have gotten our 10, 10 out of ten, but the person who's gonna help us do something with those ten out of ten is, is maybe
1: only at and, five out of seven.
0: Or three. <laughs> yeah.
1: Something like that. Right. So it like It's not how we operate. Right. But God doesn't need to follow our rules of operation. Really? And what's fascinating for me is that right after Jesus tells this story, mm-hmm. he gets into a boat with his disciples. And they sail out across the lake. And while he's sleeping, a storm comes up. Yeah. And the disciples start freaking out. Yeah. And they wake Jesus up. and he's a little annoyed by that. They wake Jesus up. And he says, really? I just told you a story about a guy who has to just sleep, just relax for a little while so God can work. And now you're waking me up. So he calms Mm. the storm. And then he goes back to sleep. Like, guys, just... Just chill. be cool. Just chill out for a minute. Like, we don't have to have control over everything. Right. It's going to be fine. And I know you're afraid, but it's going to be fine. Just wait. Just wait. So he told a story about uh, Laura Patterson. Mm-hmm. Laura lived in a house where there were three rose bushes. She just moved into the parsonage where there mm-hmm. were three ro- rose bushes. And there were two rose bushes that were strong and healthy and great. And there was one rose bush... That was just, it was like a Charlie Brown Christmas tree. Like it was just (laughs) not very good at all. I have at least one of those in my yard, yes. And so she learned everything she could learn about roses. She read all the books. She listened to all the advice. She went on all forums, right? And she did everything she could do to try and resurrect this rose bush. And nothing happened. And she took care of the other two and they were fine.
0: Well,
1: the next year, for some reason, when the roses started to bloom, the two that she had been taking such great care of we're little on the wimpy side. And this third one that she couldn't do anything with had the most gorgeous roses on it. Like it had the best right the best blossoms. It had it was mm-hmm. so strong. And it was she was so frustrated because she said, I didn't do anything. Right. I didn't do anything. Well, you, you are not the only thing that's working right now. Right. <laughs> so what well, we need to build a loving relationship with God, a loving relationship with others, and a loving relationship with ourselves is understanding,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: that only comes when we have patience yeah. and openness and when we give it time.
0: Yeah.
1: It's not going to be a quick win.
0: Right.
1: And it might not be a quick loss either. It might just be an endless soccer game. <laughs> goes on, and on, <laughs> and, on and, and on and on and leaves you feeling a little meh sometimes. Yeah. yeah. So don't be discouraged. That was what I told my congregation. Don't be discouraged. If it feels like God's not doing anything right now in your life, if you're not having those profound ex- emotional experiences that you expect, if you're not over the moon, if you're not in the middle of a fierce struggle for your soul, like, cool, just yeah, just chill for a little while. Let, let yourself rest in God and let that loving relationship between you, God, and yourself, and other people, let it build for a while. Let it get strong. Sometimes it's not all about you. So don't be discouraged.
0: And happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. I mean, that's—I mean, it's that's actually a really good metaphor for parenting too.
1: Oh my goodness! Right? Yeah.
0: Like, like sometimes, it, what you want to give to this being, being that you love so much is not—you can't do it. They cannot process, they can't process, it, process yet. it. They can't. They can't.
1: And their personality issues are not your personality issues. Right. So the
0: way that you're teaching them is
1: maybe not how they're going to learn it.
0: Some of it is just it is it is you god saying okay you
1: just wait wait Jen mcclendon who is a regular listener Hey Jen Hey Jen she recommended these books to me because I'm playing catch up on the parenting thing I'm not a parent but uh but the boyfriend is a parent he has a 6-year-old daughter and I feel like why well, I haven't been with them the whole time obviously and so I'm trying to figure out how to be what your role is and what my to, role is and how to be how to good see. and how not to overstep and how not to do all the things and,
0: I mean, to be a, a decent person and-
1: yeah and be helpful and yeah so I read these books about that she recommended about uh, the age six and the age seven. And I think basically what the books do are just tell you you're not crazy. like this is happening. <laughs> Your child is behaving in these ways and right. that's that's actually pretty normal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so when you get frustrated, when you get angry, when you think you're doing it wrong, when you think you're ruining them, take a deep breath, give yourself a break, give them a break. And just wait it out because it's going to get better. <laughs> and then every once in a while they say, oh, by the way, this other thing is going to get a lot worse. <laughs> so like with six-year-olds, they say like, okay, so there's like this moodiness that happens when they're at six and they go, it gets a lot worse when they're 11 though. So just so, use this as practice time. <laughs> and you think when they're six, like, oh my God, this is the end of the world. No, right. wait five years. Yeah. And then that will be the end of the world for a little while. Anyway, so it's just yeah. fascinating to see. When you talk about, like, parenting and just waiting it out, sometimes you just have to wait it out, It's just,
0: you know, you can explain it and explain it and explain it, and then one day the light bulb goes off. Yeah, exactly. Well, cool. Well, thanks for listening to the Sunday Morning Sleep In podcast. If you have questions for us or stories you want to share, maybe you have some parenting tips because it is Father's Day, uh, shoot us an email at sundaymorningsleepin at gmail.com or find us on Facebook or anywhere else you would find podcasts. The scripture for this podcast is Mark 4, 26 to 34. The music you're hearing is Take Me Higher by Jazzer.
1: It's traditional at the end of a worship service and at the end of this podcast to deliver a blessing to the congregation. Uh, I, don't, I don't really have a blessing for you. I just have these words. Don't be discouraged because whatever you believe, whatever you're learning about life, about God, about your relationships, sometimes it just needs a little bit of time to mature and you get to decide in the meantime how you will love and listen and serve and seek justice so maybe you slept in normally i would say now it's time to wake up and get moving but maybe just sleep in a little more just <laughs> kick back and let god work for a while because it's not all about you and that's a good thing mm-hmm. Amen.